Last night, my mum asked, who's Post Malone? And I said, he's a rapper. But imagine the rapper looks like a homeless man who lived in a dumpster, but that dumpster is behind a tattoo parlour and they practice on him. <laughs> what the hell? That's how I described Post Malone to my mum. Come in. Come on. Hi, boys. Project You, the podcast. Nathan Jake. She said husband, not boyfriend. Grace Carr. No, I hate that meme. Nick Kelly. I don't know why, but I felt like they were doing the skit for some reason. Project You, the podcast. Tens of people are excited. Let's do it for episode... I I need to stop actually counting the episodes. It's getting Um, boring. We were supposed to change the opener so that my bit was, I'm hungry. (laughs) That's right. You know what we should do? We should um, stop counting the episodes and make the episodes count. Oh, I mean, I mean, I've never heard better words. That Thank could you. be a Jess Glynn song. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Beautiful. That's the kind of quality content you can expect from the rest of this podcast. G'day, guys. How are you? Um, if you are listening right now on an iPhone and you're listening in the podcast app, could you just go to our podcast, just tap Project U, the podcast, and just rate us out of five? It won't be as simple as that because the people at Apple <laughs> who design apps are monsters. Our idea is to defeat the Kiss FM Summer Fling on the podcast charts, which is a radio show that aired for two weeks, three years ago, <laughs> that beats us still. You know what's shitty about the music section is that they're all like just really long podcasts that are just trap remixes of nothing. Or their radio shows that have no music in them. It's terrible. They're classed as music podcasts. It's an injustice to our good cause. It is our good cause to bring the bops to the people. Coming up, New Charlie, uh, the Morat EP is out. Vadan Aurora, our good friend from New York via Delhi, has a new bop out. Um, I want to play King Princess, even though I'm a few weeks late to the party on that one. Lily Allen's about to drop her album. We'll do What's Up With What. We'll do Nathan's Boys, where he plays songs from boys he likes. Nicole Miller's album's out. Lauv has put out Not An Album or Something Else. You're going to hear it all coming up. Twitter Decide. Every week we decide the first song of the podcast with a Twitter poll. You can follow us at ProjectU.tv. What did we put together today, Nathan Jake? Today it was MNK and Haley Steinfeld's Colour versus the 1975's Give yourself a try, and with 53%, close one, the 1975 have won. Now, when I first heard this song, didn't think you would have liked it. I adored it the second I heard it. Grace, are you across this yet? No, I've been living under a rock in Nara. Let's get you across it, mate. This is Give Yourself a Try. On first listen, I was dancing around. It's great. On first listen, I listened on my phone. Bad. Nah, didn't like it. You learn a couple things when you get to my age. Like friends that lie and it all tastes the same in the dark. Lyrically, this is the best song of the year. I have to agree. Honestly, I can't think of a song that's better. I have always been such a fan of specificity in songs. Mm. Like Troy Sivan saying, You like stick and I like aerosol. One of my favourite lyrics of all time. Because you love deodorant. I just love deodorant, mate. Not today, apparently. Um, another thing that I love in uh, music is when the song is not about relationships. Oh, no. Anytime we get some reprieve, I'm like, oh. I don't want to hear about a relationship ever again. Best lyric of all time. So good. Nuance, people. Nuance. As the official nuance and context warrior of the podcast, (laughs) 
I approve of that line. What's the um, line? Getting us. It's um. I found a grey hair in one of my zoots. Zoots is a uh, British slang for a joint. Thank you, M N E K, for teaching me that one night. Oh, I was thinking um, of um zoot review. You know, <laughs> zoot review. <laughs> zoot review. We love your cult. Zoot review was a, a weird infomercial thing that you swear on Australian TV many years ago. For those unacquainted, Soz for non-Australians. He didn't finish the lyric. Oh, yeah, oh, sorry, so, yeah, finish it. It's, I found a grey hair in one of my zoots. Like context in a modern debate, I just took it out. Like, brilliant. Brilliant. Um, this It's such a change for the 1975 because... Is it? There's, yeah. there's positivity here. Um, Maddie seems much better. He went to rehab. Um, yeah, you were telling me. He seems to be much more okay. Because, like, after I saw him live after the first album, I was genuinely concerned for him, and I was, like, kind of put off a little bit because I was, like, worried about his health. He, yeah, he was he, he was a very worrying character on stage. Having met him a couple of times, could not meet a more gentle, lovely man. But, yeah, you'd see him on stage and be like, oh, is he all right? It's like, how long can this last for? How long can this act of, of taking two bottles of Shiraz on stage and sculling him, how long can that last. Mm-hmm. Shiraz isn't a sculling, a sculling wine either. Exactly. That's the real concern here. <laughs> the particular drop of red that he's <laughs> guzzling it's there. Like, at least go a Pinot Gris. Like. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm gr- joking. But, totally joking. But what a great song. What a great band. So good to have him back and really I'm, excited about this album. I'm going to start wearing my the 1975 shirt again. <laughs> You're standing once again. Shot watch. Now, are five seconds of summer still number one on iTunes, Nathan J? They are. Are they still number one on streaming? They are. Oh, it's all happening. Isn't it great? It's such a good song. Love when bops do well. Put out an acoustic version. I'm not interested. That's not what I'm in this song for. I was listening to a conversation on, um, by the way, Bottle Pop by Tom Aspall is back for season two. Oh, I thought first you were going to say by Jessica Malboy, but continue. <laughs> Let's pop a bottle. It's a different one. Oh, I um, First episode of that but wonderful podcast. Like, I've listened to a lot of that podcast. The first episode of this new season features Peter Robinson from Pop Justice. Amazing. It's brilliant. I'm, I'm sure it is. And I've now lost my train of thought as to where I was going with that. <laughs> What did it have to do with Five Seconds of Summer and Youngblood? Um, 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 what did you say after I played it? I said, um, Jessica Malboy, pop a bottle. No. Oh, yeah, maybe. No. No. <laughs> oh, let's just move on anyway. Um, so that's number one still. Brilliant, brilliant. Congratulations to what and all else involved. Um, number two, though, creeping straight behind it. From Maroon 5 featuring yet another awful verse from Cardi B. It's dreadful. It shouldn't be on there. I love the concept of how Maroon, uh, Maroon 5 just keep getting proper, credible, massive pop and rappers. They get the biggest rappers <laughs> in the world for their singles every time. Like, and no one knows how it happens. And there's always been this discussion about, like, are they just paying them, like, $5 million a verse? Probably. But apparently not. Apparently um, Adam's addressed it and apparently... The concept is they see it as a really good opportunity to get themselves onto new formats. So they, Cardi would see this as an opportunity to get onto pop radio where, you know, some songs she's done in the past probably haven't really been that accessible to pop radio. So, you know... It's That's l- how you sell it to her. Yeah. They've been doing this for years. Yeah. And well. Since like... 
payphone time. Now, What Lovers Do, one of the great songs about time, didn't do as well as this already is. Like, number two, creeping up the back of number one. Um, Wild. So, this song... Have a listen to the chorus. So, when I listened to this, I was like, um, hang on. Is this a Dr. Luke song? Because I heard it immediately. Um, it's Circuit. Ah, Dr. Yes. Luke's right-hand guy. So, I was like, oh, I'm so good at this, but also, hmm. 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 <laughs> The video is wild. It has Ellen DeGeneres in it. She's in it for far too long. The the second to last woman <laughs> That's who, homophobic of you. Who appears uh, was Rita Ora and I was, was sitting it? there How and I was, we like, not see I was that? like ah, Yes. <laughs> she was the first person I recognized. Admittedly I did come in halfway through. Actually I came in right at the end, but <laughs> I don't understand why Millie Bobby Brown was there. Was she with uh, Ellen DeGeneres? Look probably. <laughs> they look like they'd hang out. All short-haired women do, don't they? Well, yes. Anyway. <laughs> you deserve better, better, better than me. Might be what you want, but I'm not what you need. You're better. Now, who gave James Arthur permission to make a bop? You deserve better. He's done this in the past. Not as good as this. But I want you to see. Bloody Nick Jonas bloody vibe. All the James are coming back with um, actual bops instead of boring ballads. Good, yeah. I swear I've heard the production yeah. in this song before. Oh yeah, it's it's derivative, but brilliant. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they the group that produced this is has been really improving ever since they decided to rebrand as another unnamed group. Is this um old mates TMS? Yes. Oh, of course it is. Or what were they also called? Ghosted. There you go. <laughs> it's secret though. Yeah. Keep it quiet, guys. Don't look at the credits. It's a bop. It's a really really good song. Um, and and you know I'm I'm willing to read uh, I'm willing to look back into James Arthur I'm willing to have a bit more buy-in. Now he's getting interesting. Is this yeah. an appropriate moment to remind everyone of when he threw gum at me? <laughs> That's right. When he, <laughs> and when he burst out of a door at me when I was walking with purpose. When did that happen? <laughs> at the Aries in Sydney? No, it was at that time. Why did you both have James Arthur run-ins? Oh, we've I mentioned this at least three times on the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Grace was up at the every Aria. three months. Because for does. some reason, he was one of the only special guests the Arias managed to get the year before last. It was just so wild. If you missed it, I basically was at the red carpet. James Arthur walked up. Uh, he said, excuse me, do you mind just moving around a little bit? I'm just going to chuck this gum. And he literally just pegged a piece of gum. Great James Arthur accent there. No worries. That's thanks good. so much. Really impressive impressions work. What's Bloom doing? It's um, it had its initial drop and it's starting to like slowly creep back up into the top 100 again. Nice. We've got the video coming out, don't we? That video looks odd, but I'm intrigued. He looks like Francis McDormand. (laughs) Oh yeah, he does. Just the hat, I mean. Got some strange gear going on there, but um, look, we're, we're here for it. We're looking forward to the Bloom Tour Australian edition. Should be a bit of fun. Um, I want to put one more song into the uh, the old uh, chat watch. Everyone hates when I add a song. I hate it. Everyone hates when I put a, a song in. I hate it more now. Cardi, J Balvin, and Bad Bunny are about to crack the top 20 with I Like It. One of the best songs on her album, Invasion of Privacy. When you, that sentence came out of your mouth, and like I felt my heart stop. <laughs> Is that disturbing? Which which part? J Balvin and Bad Bunny. When 
When I heard bad bunny, bunny, not knowing what that meant, I just felt in my heart <sighs> like a shiver. When I saw her do this live in at Coachella, do you guys know I went to Coachella um, a couple months back? Um, bad Bunny came out, and I was introduced to what a Bad Bunny was. He's like a he's a really big deal in Latin America. He's Peter Rabbit. He has some very interesting. The bad Bunny. <laughs> he stole the letters from Mrs. Wilbur's garden. He's a Bad Bunny. <laughs> That's that was really good because Peter Rabbit is voiced by James Corden. Yeah, that was cool. spot on, honestly. <laughs> James Corden, Jesus Christ. Sean Mendes has done a carpool karaoke, oh, and no. while that does have like a slight impact on it, I, I still remain uh, committed to my vow to never watch carpool karaoke. <laughs> um, Sean's words about the LGBTQ community yesterday in that um, video from Backstage at Wango Tango were just beautiful. He is a lovely and iconic so gay and trans ally, oh. and people just keep tweeting about how they think he's gay. He was so full of... I'm tired oh, of it. Bloody hell, he was... I want to give him a hug. He's a beautiful man. Yeah, he should just do him without any pressure from anyone. Just do whatever. Just chill. That's what he's doing. Do you, love? Do he's you. fine. Yeah, he's out it. here living his life you know. while sad people on Twitter are like, oh my god, just come out. And Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Charlie, can we skip this? I know your type think you're one in a million, your diamonds are That's what everyone says when it comes up in their playlist. <laughs> Honestly, this is not what we wanted from you, Charlie. My boyfriend spent 45 minutes yelling at me about Charlie the other day. Yeah, he tweeted a very angry tweet. Yep, and I gotta concur with him. I am bored. Charlotte Emma Aitchison. Stop this right now, this instant, young lady. What do you think? What? Oh, everyone, all the gays love when I make, like, upbeat PC music pop. Let me make a rap song that sounds like a bad Cardi B song with some auto-tune over me. They'll love it. Also, I'm sick of her surprise singles. There's been about 15 now. It's like, put a fucking album out. That would be a surprise. Well, see, the label won't let her put an album out, and it's very telling that this is the song that they've let her put out. Oh, just Because I'm sure they're like, Cardi B's selling. Put this out. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> Buy into the culture. Uh, but also, I don't hate the song. Oh, come on. This is really not great. It's... Very fine. It's not a good Charlie XCX song. It's no, a good it's song. Not, it? It's not a good Charlie XCX song. I mean, Charlie. boom clap. Stop it. Yeah, we need more boom clap. We need more fucking super love. That's what we need. By Dami M. Give me Charlie super love and then make me drop. Please tell me. Like, we miss the bops. I just went to try and find super love and all I can find is super love by Tanache. Play super uh, love by Dami M. Yeah, that's, that's the one that you need to do. We got this. Um, when are we going to be ready to admit that Pop 2 wasn't that good and oh. that um, A.G. Cook is a bad producer? Christ Moving on. <laughs> the louds. Uh, we have a new song from our our buddy Vardan Aurora. Yes. Our buddy. New York NYC via Delhi is where he's from. And this is a total bop. It's called What If. It's not really fair. Yeah. But it won't stop until it knows. Get the fucking chorus. We'll cut to that. 
Fun. It's a very good chorus. Very good chorus. Excellent chorus. Well done, Vardan. Um, check him out. He's got some really good songs. Um, there's one called, is it Best Song Ever? Is the one I really like? I thought you liked Like a Polaroid. I like Like a Polaroid as well. Here's Morat. <laughs> Put out an EP the other day to critical acclaim. It's really nice. It just makes, it feels like sleeping in on a Sunday. Oh, beautiful words. But it's a rainy day. Yeah, rainy day, perfect. Yeah. Um, Mallrats music is not something that jumps out at me on like streaming services uh, or like in New Music Friday. I'm always like, oh, that's nice, and then I forget. But then, like when I see her live, these songs like have a real feeling, and they're really they do. nice. Yeah. And I think that's where they need to be heard. She's one of the most intimate songwriters in Australia right now. I don't know that sounds wanky, but she just writes so well and write songs that people can just sort of like sit there and go oh yeah I feel nice about this yeah Yeah, exactly and we need artists like that sometimes when we've got Charlie XCX writing a Post Malone song it's five in the morning and I'm in the club (laughs) in Leeds sorry I'm just taking you guys off track I'm not here for Charlie XCX dragging. I love her. Yeah, no, we do love. Her. We do this love Charlie. A, this comes from a place of love. We're just getting worried. <laughs> getting worried about you, doll. Um, yeah, this Morat EP is gorgeous. This song, Grocery, is a real highlight. Make sure you check it out on all your favorite uh, platforms, such as Cole's Radio. Is it our favorite segment? I don't know if I'd call it my favorite. Um, He's I getting would... boring. I would call it my favourite for now. It's five in the morning. I mean, you... and what's getting boring? <laughs> oh, that's really good. You just start, should start doing parodies. That's brilliant. What's up with what time? <laughs> Did what right? What five in the morning? No, it didn't. Because it'd be better. The, okay, I just got this off my mind. Um, the only thing I can think of when I hear five in the morning is the Ariana Grande quote from her interview with the Fader. Here is my bleeding heart. Now here is it with a trap beat under it. <laughs> <laughs> is that the same article where um, she said that her fans tell them tell her that they are gay and she says work really? Work really, yeah. I love her so Very right. Katy Perry. Also, Where? the fucking, her reply to that whole tweet yesterday. <laughs> that whole so thing. out of control. I love her so much. <laughs> she is just an angel. What was She's that? She's very good. Anyway, this isn't an Ariana Grande segment, although I'm willing to add one at some point. <laughs> this is the what segment. What's up? I could what? do an Ariana Grande podcast. <laughs> it wouldn't be a segment. Let's do it as a bloody um, a new vertical project. <laughs> what is still number one with five seconds of summer? We don't need to dwell. Uh, all, the only other thing he did was walk through Verona with Rita, who has a new haircut. Verona, Verona where um, Romeo and Juliet was set. Her hair is like bright, ready orange. She looks like Maddie Healy in the Give Yourself a Try video. <laughs> So they were spotted um, holding hands in uh, Fair Verona where we lay our scene. That was what I was going to say. To, um, yeah, I, and you, I suppose you could call them two star-crossed lovers. Daily Mail described it as the romantic city. Well, yeah. The romantic city. Didn't they die there, Romeo and Juliet? Didn't oh, they, yeah, but no. it's one of the greatest love Take- stories of our time. Spans three days and they both die. <laughs> <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio is hot, though. <laughs> call me by a name could never. 
I'll never forget, so because it's, it's a very visual, like very colourful movie, um, the Baz Luhrmann version of Romeo and Juliet. I'll never be able to watch it properly because when I was in like year five, we had to watch it for school. And we year watched. Five? No, sorry, no, like year nine. I just remembered. Yeah, definitely year nine. It was. I would say class. like year eight. Yeah, year nine. eight or nine. It was about that time. Eight or nine. Sorry, I forgot you do your secret profession. Um, and we watched it on a fucking TV where the colours were warped. So, like, <laughs> reds would come up as purples. Like, everyone's face was green. And so I'll never actually be able to watch it without just imagining Leonardo DiCaprio with a fucking green face like Shrek. I remember once doing a Shakespeare unit at school and we also watched a, a Shakespeare movie on the projector, but it was like a modern one. And I was at a very, very, very heavily Christian school and all of a sudden it cut to this like wild sex scene. But it wasn't just like, it wasn't like straightforward. It was like fisting sex scene. Christ, <laughs> I did not expect fisting on the podcast. <laughs> and my teacher panicked and threw his body across the projector and it just projected onto his white shirt on the back. And it was my favourite moment of going to a Baptist high school. I could just, like, I can perfectly visualise that. It's so good. That's, um, that is amazing. Sorry, that was so far off track. It's oh, it's all right. That, that's that was brilliant. Perfect. It's the exact kind of tangential bullshit I expect. <sighs> uh, what's up with what? We'll be back next week. Just stopping down to say this is the best podcast I think we've ever done. It's say that every No, this is a week. really good episode. I'm just feeling there's a vibe here today. There's a vibe here, guys. Okay, so. Hey, my this is King Princess. You a month or two ago. Who we have paid way too little attention to until now. She's Mark Ronson's first signing to his record label. She's going to say Mark Ronson's daughter. No. Me too. She may as well be. She's um, a gay woman from, I believe, the UK or the US. I don't fucking know. She's just fucking great. Her name's King Princess. This is the second and single. She's gay, so we care. Yeah, so we care. We care about the queers. <laughs> um, this is called Talia. This is the second single. The first single, 1950, is getting really good radio play on Nova at the moment and starting to chart. And that's her first single. So this is the second, and it's just incredible. That oh. is a very, very good chorus. That's how you do it, right? Yes, her favourite uh, book is The Price of Salt, which became the film Carol. She's definitely a lesbian. Oh. <laughs> and she's very, like, her vi- the video for this is beautiful as well. Um, she's so funny on Twitter and Instagram. She's just very quickly become one of my favourite artists in the world in like the last couple of weeks. We're so late on her. We're never late. But... Fuck, this song is brilliant. So good. She turned down her first record deal at the tender age of 11. <laughs> Jesus. All right, Sophia, Grace and Rosie. <laughs> who are the, who we work out there the same age as? Billie Eilish? Uh, no, yeah. the... Sophia, who's Billie Eilish? Um, no, the one that... Grace the, Bad baby, bad baby, bad baby. Bad baby is the same age as, um, as the older... Yeah, Sophia, Sophia Grace. No, isn't the little isn't the little one called Grace? 
Oh, no, no, it's, it's Sophia Grace and Rosie. Yeah. Rosie's just released a single. I haven't listened to it, but apparently she did. Oh, that's good, good news for her. New Lily Allen. Album out Friday. I caught some. I like feeling. Lily Allen. <laughs> um, too many of my friends went to Mighty Hoopla on the weekend. I didn't know that that what? was a thing that Where existed. Lily Allen. This is in London. It's a festival. It was a queer festival. Lily Allen. Oh, that makes sense. M and E K TLC. Like lineup goals. I think five oh, played I did as well. See that. Um, what's her name? Uh, Louisa Johnson played in front of a stage of dildos. Weekly reminder Amazing. that I hate Australian festival culture. Yeah. After mm-hmm. last after last week's wonderful um, yours and owls mention, and then we looked into <laughs> the uh, wonderful world of Kabu. Get that on the last podcast, guys. Go subscribe. So this is like the quick pre song, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It, my boyfriend noticed that she always does a suki song about a week or two before the album comes out. <laughs> Trying to think of what she did for Sheezus. Yeah, so uh, it would have been. It was it was Sheezus, the single. The periods. We all have periods. I suppose that's not that About sookie. menstruation. Yeah, it's not that sooky. God, I love that album. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, this album, I don't think, will be as good, but it should have some good songs on it, according to Contacts. Okay, okay. Interesting. Why do you have contacts now? I don't. Someone just tweeted about how there was a really good song on it. Come to us for your credible music knowledge. (laughs) New music from Melbourne's Aora that I heard this morning and decided was very good. A-E-O-R-A. Yeah. Aora. You won't hear the silence like I do. It's the best I've ever heard her voice And the beat just really bangs Here's a segment Nathan likes to do where he runs through new music made by boys. Particularly cute boys, and they're usually gay. <laughs> You're right, it's Nathan. It's true. <laughs> Who's uh, up first? First up is Sakima, regular of the segment. Uh, his new track is called Show Me. It's his most, like, pop song yeah. so far. Done by a couple of the guys from uh, Ten in Sweden. Um, I didn't know that. They have worked on things like uh, Benjamin Grosso's music and Zara Larsson. Wow, I didn't know that was uh, happening. That's brilliant. Yeah, fun times. Shout out to Brett Blackman. I think I prefer his song that's a little bit more like dark and rappy, but this is still good. It's called Show Me. We can talk all night when they're talking stand. Let our bodies talk because they talk so loud. If the mood is right, we can do Well done, Sakima. This that, is great. Classic Hampus Linval production right he, there. <laughs> he is a great artist, Sakima. Um, got a lot to say. Um, he's he's from London, I think. 
I always think he's London. an American artist because he works with a lot of Americans, but he's actually from London. He's also in another project called Swims. Um, who are just amazing, just oh, beautiful. Oh, I feel like I've seen that. They had a song called Swims AM. is the same word backwards as it is forward, upside down. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just looking at um, yes. Hampus. Uh, I'm looking at his the things he's produced. Not only is he quite cute, he Ooh, did. I'm coming around. He did um, Parson James Only You. Oh, um, he's very good looking. <laughs> He's the guitarist for Zara Larson that goes on tour. He did One More Time and... Uh, what, by Ariana Grande? Uh, Do You Think About Me by Benjamin Ingrosso. Whoa. Great songs. Love him. And a couple of the songs off So Good, Zara Larson. This album. is your number one Hampus Ling... What's his name? Uh, Linval. Hampus Linval podcast. Project You. I was busy thinking about... What other boy we got? Uh, this is all you. Oh, yeah, I, I chucked this boy on there, to be totally honest with you. This is No Offence. New single, Classic. Clutch. I, the name. Oh, I love it. It's so good, so ridiculous. Because I know what you like and I'm your ride or die boy key in the ignition. Drive me crazy, lose control now. Step on the clutch, clutch, shift gears like you in a rush. He's a little genius, this kid. He's got his own record label out. He's got his own, like, content company where he's going to start making some cool, like, podcasts and stuff. Some very good writing on display in this song. Album alert, album alert, album alert. Princess Nicole Miller has a record out and we're very happy to hear that. I reckon it might be the best song on the album. This is all my issues. So kind, I can't sleep. It just Don't sleep in. For obvious reasons. Well, I didn't know who had co-written it and then I see a tweet like Tuesday being like, oh, hey, it's, my name's Leland and I co-wrote this song, All My Issues, and Nicole Miller. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. For obvious reasons. Well, I didn't know who had co-written it, and then I see a tweet like Tuesday being like, oh, hey, it's, my name's Leland, and I co-wrote this song, All My Issues, and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Um, it was so sucky on, on Thursday. She lost oh. her beautiful beautiful dog, Ari. I was going to say, um, who, can we do a little tribute to that dog? Yeah, I mean, like, Ari was just the most beautiful. I never got to meet Ari, but um, the way that Nicole... The way that Nicole seemed to... Yeah. Yeah, and the way that Nicole, yeah, expressed her love for him was just beautiful, and it was so sad to to hear he'd he'd left us, Um, especially, like, on the eve of such an exciting day for her. So really makes it one of those muddy days, but she handled it amazingly, and and we have an album. Yeah. I I felt like a pit in my stomach when I saw that tweet. I just felt so bad. So she's doing, like, she's killing it. She's got a fantastic album out, and she's dealing with that, so... She's one of one it. of the great legends of Australian music. She is a, a bloody hard worker, and she's a, she's gone through a lot of bullshit over the years, and she's she's come out the other end a really great artist, and we're very proud of her at this podcast. And we think this song's a bop. Beautiful artwork. I really like the album cover. Oh, the fucking BB Rexa thing the other day. Did you see that? That person. Um, it's delusional. I don't know if they're ill, or the full blind. Quick. But um, borders on oh, album borders covers and, and are not mo- recent. It's not even like it was like BB's just face and Nicole's just face. Nicole's whole body is in there. They were completely different. It's um, completely different. But, you know. Not to say we're not looking forward to BB Rex's expectations out June 30. Got sent the preview last night. 
psyched to get into it and do a big review for you. What well up, Nicole Miller? We love you lots and lots and lots. Hey, I think everybody needs a TV that big. Oh, it's time for a... Al- playlist. playlist. Album alert. Play- Al- playlist alert. Playlist alert. So, Lau's slowly been um, putting out a record, that, but it's not a record. It's just a playlist on Spotify of, of singles, basically. Um... I like the concept. Yeah. Sounds great feels uh, in a meeting room. Futuristic. <laughs> I could, literally, I've been in a fucking meeting that was like that. Oh. Um, uh, doesn't sound great for me, who would really like to purchase that whole body of work uh, in a physical... Yeah. Uh, what's the word? Like, as a physical object that's not vinyl, because uh, my car <laughs> doesn't have a vinyl player. <laughs> So he dropped the last couple of songs, one of them being Enemies, um, the last great bop from the project, and then a song called Never Not, which is like the dramatic ballad to kind of bring it all together and end the story of I Met You When I Was 18. And thank God he did, because I think it was getting a little bit creepy. (laughs) Convenient. How old is he now? Like, I don't know. Fucking old. But this is a lot of songs about that one girl, and I'm just like, yeah. Wait, it's oh, about yeah. a girl. It's <laughs> I just assume everyone's gay. Is Lauf straight? <laughs> no, it's straight. One of the rare straighties yeah. we put on the podcast. There you go. <laughs> That's Not a big wild. fan of that, but good on you, Lauf. Well done. Trying to play this song that didn't win our Twitter poll only by a couple of percent. It comes from one of our favourite people on the planet, and this is set to be a number one single, without a doubt. It's a Manny K with Haley Steinfeld. This is Colours. It's Colour. It's a Manny K with Haley Steinfeld. This is Colour. <laughs> Before you came into my life, everything was black and white. Now all I see is colour. I love that uh, my girlfriend has only just discovered a Manny K and is really mad that I kept it from her. But lo- love you, Imenike. Now what I see is gonna make a rainbow in the sky. So tell me. <sighs> it's just instantly singable. It's addictive. It's perfect. It's got to be a number one. It's, 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 if this isn't number one, I'll be so angry. Yeah. It's got everything it needs. It's a bleep bloop pop song. It's bloody. I love that you have made yeah. bleep bloop a thing. <laughs> it was you that introduced the concept, though. Um, and now it keeps getting retweeted from Haley Steinfeld news. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought that I would meet anybody who knows my body, how you know my body. I told you. I take around, cause we paint the town any way that we want it, like red and yellow and pink and green. That's what I see when you're here with me. That's so good. Oh, oh. This song makes me so I, joyous. I told you, 2018 is the year that we treat Haley Steinfeld with the respect she deserves. I'm fully here for it. I took one for the team. I saw Pitch Perfect 3. <laughs> because she deserves it. But see, we should, maybe if we don't support Pitch Perfect 3 or Pitch Perfect 4, if they, oh, please don't make that. No, it's done. Oh, fuck. If we don't support the Pitch Perfect movies, that will give her more time to focus on her music career. No, because she's also good there. I just love her. I loved her in Pitch Perfect too, actually. Damn it. Why she's so good. It's so good to see a megastar on an Amani K song. Like, Zara was still kind of popping. Okay, this bit where they where they jump between each other is perfect. That's what I see when you're with me. You bring the color. 
Vintage in any case stuff here. I couldn't help but sing along with that one. Like I'm trying not to sing along to songs anymore on the podcast, but it's just that kind of song. And he in March he tweeted, There's a song on my album I want as a duet, a big fun bop boy girl duet. Oh, this has got to be it then. But I don't think it is. It says, like, like Prince Charming with a glass slipper trying to find his Cinderella. I'm trying to find the perfect female voice for the song. Yes, it is. I thought you were talking about the theme. This the song. is the song. Any suggestions for the pop gwalls to collaborate <laughs> with? <laughs> the best on social media ever. Um, so let's get behind the bop. Let's make it a hit in Australia and preferably in your territory of the world, whether you're in America, the UK, Sweden, etc. Let's make this a global number one. Let's give him any K the success that he so deserves from an artist perspective and not just as a writer. Let's make it a smash. Um, now, a, a special treat, podcasters. Noah Khan's called through. Or he hasn't called through. I talked to him about five hours ago, and we're just going to slot it in on the end here. Um, so Noah Khan, if you're not across his work, he has had one of the biggest Australian radio hits of the year. This duet with Julia Michaels hurt somebody. He's like 20 years old. He's so much fun. And it turns out that not only did he grow up in the US, he actually spent two months growing up in Sydney, Australia, in Manly. Why? Um, some family in Australia wanted to live in Vermont in the wintertime and so we were like yo you can take our house if you if, if you give us yours for a couple months and we did like a house swap and uh, we got Australia in the summertime and they got uh, New England in the winter so I think we came out why would they want to move the deal. why would they want to move there for the winter I don't I don't know they made a huge <laughs> mistake <laughs> so was it like over was it over Christmas time and stuff yeah we spent Christmas in Australia oh, that's kind of like a perfect deal right it was amazing man it was awesome and uh my whole family is super jealous because I, I get to keep coming back and they miss it a lot. So yeah. It's great. Do you reckon it was kind of an omen that hurt somebody who's gone so well here, like, because you spent that two months here? That, that was like the groundwork you did? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think that it was an omen for sure. I mean, I got to say the travel is crazy. It would have been nice if hurt somebody did really well in like Boston or something so I could just <laughs> drive 30 minutes across the border. But it's pretty crazy. I'm, I'm lucky to be able to come, keep coming back here and having the song do well in such a beautiful country. I wish the charts were state-based rather than country-based. Because right. <laughs> yeah, I reckon be like if you looked at like a Nashville or something, you'd see a totally different chart to what you see in New York and LA, right? Yeah, that, actually, that would actually be really cool. I'm not sure how we can make that happen, but it'd be cool to have each state have its own... Have its own genre, yeah. kind of. I feel like Post Malone wouldn't be setting records in Nashville. No, like, probably not. It'd be a Marin Morris-dominated chart. <laughs> <laughs> Which I wouldn't be mad about. I'd be, no, I'm down with that. I'd be all right with Morris. that. Do you reckon Marin Morris is going to be the biggest pop star in the world at some point? I'm really in- interested about what is going to go on with Marin Morris, because she obviously sounded really natural on that, uh, that Zed track. Yeah. Um, but she was kind of a country star before, so I wonder what she's going to do. I mean, she's incredible, and... Everything she's done so far, I've loved. So it's cool when you can have someone that can kind of switch between genres. Totally. Have you um, have you watched that video about the the way that the middle came together? It was on the I New York Times. I haven't, but I worked with Sarah Ahrens, yes, who wrote uh, the song, and she told me all about it. It's really crazy, and she's also like twenty three years old. So it was pretty insane to work with her and be like. This young person's had two huge hits. Um, and she's from Australia, right? She is. She's a Melbourne girl. Um, yeah, she's fantastic. <laughs> well, we were in the studio, and she was like, 
cutting background vocals for a song that we were writing together, and I was like, oh my god, you're so good, this stinks. You sound just like Alessia Cara, and I sound like Passenger's like little brother, so this is, <laughs> you're just completely dominating me. Passenger's little brother. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's good. That is good. Passenger's little brother. <laughs> Do you like Passenger? I love Passenger. Uh, that's a, I mean, I've been ripping him off for about five years now. <laughs> no, no, I, <laughs> I, lo- I love Passenger. He's an incredible artist. Um, and you've got Lova. How do you say her name? Who's the, uh, the, the girl that's supporting? Been a debate. I say Lova, and she has not responded negatively to that so far, but <laughs> it could be Luva. I don't know. We're, we're having that conversation in the car today. I think, I think Lova is a safe bet. Swedish words are hard. Yeah, they're really they difficult. Are. I don't even try. I, um, did, you, did you pick her? Was that kind of like an arranged marriage kind of situation for this tour? It was more of an arranged marriage, and uh, I think... I've been blown away by her music and by her um, ability to sing and perform her songs live. Yeah. Um, I think that is a totally kind of a different um, vibe than what I'm doing. You know, it's it's more of the pop side. It's got that real Tove Sterk kind of Dagny feeling to it. But yes. I, I think it's it's really incredible. I love it. You just mentioned three artists that I adore in a row. Yep. Tove Sterk, Dagny, and, and Lova. And I'm very happy with your taste. Thank you so much. It's very good. Thank you. Um, are you scared about replicating the success of Hurt Somebody in Australia? Yeah, it's scary, man. I mean, everyone's worry always is that sophomore release. You know, you've had a big song, and now it's like, where do you, how do you approach the next one, and how do you anticipate it being successful after kind of the runaway success of the first one? But I'm kind of looking at it as I'm doing my best, and I'm not chasing anything. So if people like the song, great. And if they don't, then I've already had one great song, and that's more than enough for me. So yeah. hopefully people like the next one, and if they don't, then they can go to hell. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, then then it's okay, and hopefully hurt somebody with enough. Um, have you got the song? Is it on the? Is it one that's already out, or is it in a new song that's going to be the second? Yeah, it's big. It's coming out the fifteenth of June. Awesome. Uh, so we're excited to release it, and then we're going to release a song, and I think we're going to release a record in the fall, and. It's a lot of a, a lot of great songs, and I'm, I'm I'm honestly excited by everyone, and everyone means the world to me. And that's as much as much as you can do as a songwriter. Who have you been writing with for the for the album? Because I mean, if you've been working with Sarah, then obviously the sessions are getting quite sort of high up in the in the world. Yeah, people think I'm cool now. It's really cool. It's been <laughs> it's a huge change from the last 19 years of my life. So, um, I, <laughs> Scott Harris and I wrote this next song called "Come Down," which is coming out the 15th, and he wrote. Hurt somebody with me as well. Cool. So it was really nice to work with him again. Um, he's a good friend, and I've been writing with Joel Little, who mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard about, who's incredible. Sarah yeah. Aaron's and I wor- worked together a few days, and a lot of the songs I actually just wrote by myself. But I'm working with a lot of great, great people that are also good friends, which is the most important thing in songwriting is being able to connect with someone on a personal level. Absolutely. I mean, how do you generally go in those sort of arranged sessions where, like, a publisher will go, "Oh, we've got this great new artist. You should right. write with them." How do you normally go in those sessions? It's weird, man. It's weird to be put into a room and be expected to pour your soul out into someone you met 15 minutes before. Um, but the great songwriters like Sarah and Joel and songwriters like Scott and Dan Wilson, they're, they're people that can make you feel comfortable and understand what a young artist is feeling. So they kind of approach the session in a way that makes you feel relatable and connected to them. So you guys can kind of be honest with each other, and that's usually when the best songs come. Absolutely. Um, I, I, do, do people talk about your age much? Because I, I haven't really... You often hear with, like, young artists, everyone goes, you're so young, how do you write such amazing songs? Do, does your yeah. age come up, or does your beard kind of hide that? My beard and my uh, depressing lyrics make me seem a lot older, <laughs> which is a huge... A, <laughs> which is really good for me. But uh, I don't know. Um, it comes up sometimes. I think that 
right now being 21 years old and being a songwriter is honestly not that unique. You know, there's so many amazing artists that are so young. You'll get Sean Mendez, you'll get Khalid and even Lova and Billie Eilish especially is one. It's like these people, kids are young and we have something to say and I don't, I don't think our age should suggest that we're going to be immature in our songwriting. Yeah, that's the thing. I think people are learning that very gradually. Yeah. Because it used to be like, oh, what, what do they know? They're 24. I know, it's scary. I'm like, I'm going to be 22 next year. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 22 now. And yeah, I can tell you, you feel... How does it feel? Fucked. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're old, man. I can hear it. <laughs> I know. I also sound hungover today. Um, <laughs> it's very... Like, when I turned 22, I don't know, I was talking to my boss about this this morning, actually. I feel like in the last six months, I've become so much more mature and like sure of myself and you know you expect that to happen on those like milestone birthdays right like 18 and 21 and 30 but not 22 yeah 22 is a pretty obscure birthday i feel like yeah but hopefully hopefully that means you might yeah learn more about yourself next year absolutely i mean being kind of stuck in put in the music industry kind of requires you to grow up pretty quickly and be able to handle yourself uh, in business and professional relationships so i think it speaks to a maturity for sure totally um has hurt somebody popped off anywhere else except australia yet kind of it's popped off kind of in the states it's like working its way up the hot ac format it's doing well in like holland and sweden and new zealand oh that's cool yeah which is pretty sweet so um definitely not nothing like australia uh but it's really exciting to see it kind of worldwide doing cool things as well but you know, I was when I wrote the song, I was going to be happy with having 100 people listen to it. So every time it, I hear about it charting, I'm just totally overwhelmed. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Um, I, I think because I, I heard it first when um, Ash Page, who manages Joel Little, um, sent Ashley. it to me a couple of days before it came out. And I was like, this is this is a hit. And, yeah. But it was also that kind of feeling of like, no one knows who Noah Khan is yet, so maybe radio won't bite on it, and then all of a sudden it's number one on iTunes. So you did, yeah. you did good. You did yeah, good. I did, I've done all right, man. You've I've done, done all right. right. Yeah, it's been, I'm, I'm fine with it at this point. I'm, I feel like I've been down here enough that people are starting to recognize my my ugly mug. So hopefully, hopefully that'll be good. <laughs> um, do you remember I came I came up to you at the Lauv show? Um, you were like at the very back. Um, and I just got in a drink and I came up to you and I was like, I'm Nick. I spoke to you the other day on the phone. You were very good. Um, <laughs> that's right. Oh my God. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I almost forgot about it as well. And then it just randomly popped into my head then. And I, I, I don't like to go up to people after their shows, but I, for some reason something came over me. I was like, I need to go and say, I don't know. <laughs> I, just need I was like hung over and I was... <laughs> I had the flu and my voice was going away, so I'm That's sorry right. if I looked like a homeless person. No, I to- I remember, and you still sounded amazing. And um, <laughs> Thanks, I, I remember walking in and and um, just as you were playing, hurt somebody actually. I was bloody late, um, uh, and funny. and I remember just this feeling in the room of just like, oh, everyone was just very encapsulated straight away. Um, that was crazy, man. People singing the words and stuff. Yeah, uh, like at at a show that's not even yours as well. Like, yeah, it was insane. It was insane. Because you were like the second support, right? Because it was yeah. Nicole and Lauv. I was the first of three. Um, it was me, then Nicole, then Lauv. So it was pretty cool. So I've never, I never, I'd known Lauv for a long time and I've known his music and I've been a fan. So it was really kind of a dream come true to be able to go on stage and be involved in the same headline or whatever the ticker, ticket or whatever as he was. So it was, it was pretty crazy. That was like a dream lineup for me because I, I love Nicole Miller as well and Lauv's one of my favorite artists. And then I just, I just discovered you and, and it was like all three of you together. I was like, fuck yeah, it's good. Yeah, it was, a, it was a cool vibe backstage. It was really sick. Lauv is amazing. I'm really inspired by what he does. So I was, I was really, I was honored. It's brilliant, man. It's brilliant. Well, it's going to be cool to see you in a, in a headline 
fashion. Really looking forward to it. Thanks so much for chatting to me. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for talking. No worries, dude. Have a good day, okay? Later, brother. Bye. Project U, the podcast.